Hey, Greyhounds fans. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hounds Huddle Podcast on MoravianSports.com, the Greyhound Sports Network, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am LJ Smith, Assistant Director of Athletic Communications here at Moravian University, and on this episode, I talked with the new head softball coach and Moravian alum, Josh Baltz. Josh and I discussed his days as a student athlete, his time as the head equipment manager, and how he is about to start his first year as the head coach of the Moravian softball program. So let's get this episode started and meet our guest, Josh Baltz. Thank you again for listening to the Hound Huddle podcast on moraviansports.com, the Greyhound Sports Network, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. On this episode, I have the new softball head coach, Josh Baltz. How are you doing today, Josh? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for taking some time to record an episode, and we'll kind of recap your journey throughout childhood all the way through your playing career here at Moravian and what ultimately led you to this position as the new softball head coach. Um, so let, let's get right into it. We'll start back uh, as a kid. Uh, what sports did you play growing up? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I, th- I was uh, a middle of two brothers. So I had two, two brothers. Um, we're all three years apart. So I have an older brother, younger brother. And, uh, you know, the old adage of, you know, we played outside and didn't have cell phones was, was our childhood. We played outside until the lights came on and then we came in. Um, but it was a lot of sports, a lot of playing outside with them um, until you kind of started getting into organized sports a little bit older. How was the rivalry between the, the three of you? Um, <laughs> at times, uh, probably not so good, but uh, but the interactions with them are, are memories that I you know that I have with me now. So you get into the the age of organized sports. What sports did you end up playing? Yeah, so I, I started playing. Um, you know, we played sports year round in in my household. So it was football in the fall. I wrestled in the winter, and then I played baseball in the spring, and played those three sports until about eighth grade where I then decided to just stick with football and baseball. Okay. So you three sport athlete as you're just constantly grinding through not really having an off season. Was that the same for your brothers kind of getting that ingrained in you? Yeah, we, you know, it was a heavily sports related house. Like we played sports outside that led to sports inside, Mm -hmm. Um, always throwing the ball around or doing something outside with them. So yeah, it was ingrained from a young age of, uh, you know, having that sport background and, and I think my mom wanting us to get out of the house. uh, So she used sports as a way to do that. Mm -hmm. And then that led to your organized sports and playing it uh, growing up. So so you get to high school, you're local, so you grew up in Easton. Um, you get to Easton Area High School, and you focus just on football in the fall and baseball in the spring. So what kind of led you to just those two sports, dropping wrestling? Well, nothing's easy about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is probably, Alex, uh, tell everybody, it's probably the hardest sport to do. Just the physicality of it, having to lose weight, worried about weight. But uh, not an easy sport by any means. So... Uh, at that point, around eighth grade, I decided to, uh, you know, play football in the fall and then focus on baseball in the spring, mainly because of how difficult it was to wrestle. Okay. So you're, you're going through your high school career as a two-sport athlete. What was the next step? Were you thinking about college? Were you recruited? What was that experience like for you growing up? 
Yeah, so high school sports started, um, had uh, had some early on success with football. So playing for Easton, uh, you know, was, was a dream of a lot of kids in that area of coming up and playing Easton football. Um, so I was able to get on the field early. So I was a sophomore um, when I got my first playing time on for the varsity team. So I had early success in football. Uh, started my last couple of years playing baseball, but kind of always envisioned myself as a baseball player. Didn't enjoy the week-long practice and only playing one game a week in football. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, moving on, taking that next step, I always, always thought of myself as a baseball player and uh, kind of focused just on baseball. So after my senior year of football, when when coaches come in and, and do the uh, high school visits, you know, I kind of declined most of them. Back then, we didn't have cell phones, so uh, the coaches would be calling your house phone. And I've had, I had some coaches reach out about football. Um, I remember some stories about, like, my younger brother answering the phone, and I'd be telling him, like, oh, I'm not here. Yeah. Just, I didn't have strong interest in playing football okay. uh, at the college level and always just saw myself playing baseball. So I played two years of baseball at Easton, um, had some good success, and uh, that led me to, to Moravian. You end up staying local. What was that like, not being too far away from home, but still getting the college experience? Yeah, I, I didn't really, wasn't really sure where I wanted to go, um, graduate in high school. You know, I was open to pretty much anything. Wasn't real positive of how the recruiting process worked. After I graduated, there was, you know, I had two really close friends of mine at Easton that ended up coming to Moravian. Uh, one was a football player. I played baseball, and then uh, another one was a basketball player. So Chris Bishy was the football player. Okay. Ryan Miller was the basketball player. So we had kind of that close bond of three of us coming to Moravian. It was a good story at the time, all playing different sports. Mm-hmm. Ryan Miller was my freshman roommate, and Chris uh, I roomed with my sophomore year. Okay. So got to know a lot of different people on campus just because, uh, you know, Chris being involved in football. And then Miller being involved in basketball was uh, was a good way to to just be involved in all of Moravian athletics uh, during my time. So, what was your experience like on the field? Because you got to play under Coach Little for your first two seasons. Yeah, playing for Coach Little. I played for Coach Little my first two years. Um, I was lucky enough to start my freshman year and start most of the games that freshman year. At the time, they before I came, they were coming off an appearance in the conference championship game. Um, so they did have a lot of success right before I came. Um, that didn't lead to success early on for us. Uh, so we struggled a little bit for those first couple years. And then uh, Coach Engelhart then uh, became the coach my junior year. Okay. So you, you experienced a coaching change. What was that like for you? Did you have any experience in dealing with a transition at any point throughout high school? No, not, uh, not, but you know, you're getting different coaches as you're growing up in mm-hmm. high school. So you're, you're, you know, your JV coach, your varsity coach, and everybody has a little bit, you know, different way of going about things. At the time, you know, we needed a change and it, it was a good change for the program. And then that lead to a little bit more team success than uh, my second half of my college career. So throughout your time at Moravian, did you participate in any type of summer ball or anything else to keep you preoccupied during the off season? Yeah, be, uh, being a college baseball player, you know, there's tons of opportunities in the summer to play uh, in different leagues. After my freshman year, I just kind of, I, I actually continued to play for Palmer. It was Legion ball at the time. Mm, okay. So I was young enough for my age to still play Legion baseball. 
Um, and that was the first year I got to play an actual organized sport with my younger brother. Okay. Um, so I would finish my first year at Moravian. He was a sophomore in high school at the time or around that age. Um, and that was the first time we, the first and actually the only time we actually got to play together. Okay. But, uh, after my freshman year, my sophomore and junior summers in between there, I, uh, I played in the ACBL and then also the Blue Mountain League. The ACBL was more your collegiate summer league. At the time, it was a pretty, pretty, very good league for summer mm -hmm. baseball. Um, played with a bunch of D1 players, a bunch of guys that ended up getting drafted. Um, so it was cool to kind of see their journey and how that played out, knowing that I played with those guys. And then that summer, my junior year was, uh, you know, I got injured at, at one point that summer, um, which led to me missing my senior year at Moravian. Wow. So all of these opportunities you're getting to play at Moravian and in summer ball to be sidelined due to an injury. What was that like for you trying to overcome that, knowing that you might have stepped on the field for the last time as a student athlete? Yeah, uh, we didn't know exactly what or, you know, that I was going to miss the entire year until late uh, in my senior year, like the spring of it. Uh, by getting another opinion on my ankle. But at that time, we, I, you know, I chose to have surgery and everything. So I missed that senior year. And it was hard at the time uh, dealing with that, um, especially because my brother was a freshman at mm -hmm. Moravian at that time. So it would have been, you know, another year where I got to spend playing with him. And also the trajectory of the team at the time, like, you know, we were, we were, playing a lot better baseball and we were winning a lot more games. So it was, it was disappointing at the time not to be able to be out there and, and uh, not be able to uh, play my senior year. I have a, a stat here. You collected over 100 hits. You were the 13th player at the time to reach that milestone during your career. Uh, what was it like kind of reflecting back on having a positive outlook on how your career went, although just three years? Yeah, I think there's uh, ups and downs at, at different points in your career. Uh, individually, I had some success, you know, hit at the top of the order, had a lot of at-bats. That kind of leads to more hits. But uh, looking back, I was happy with how, how I performed in those three years. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't trade anything, and I enjoyed, enjoyed the three years I got to, to play for Moravian. So you, you finish your career, your senior year, your sideline, but you get to see your brother uh, participate on the team. Uh, what was the next step following graduation? Did you have any uh, plans of what you wanted to do? Was base was staying involved in sports in your head? I think it was always in the back of my head of uh, of wanting to coach at some point or be involved in sports at some level. But when I first graduated, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Took a job doing financial planning for a couple of years. It was all commission-based. Uh, that didn't last for very long. And then at that time was when I kind of started, uh, you know, you started your own business, kind of doing lessons, teaching uh, teaching baseball, coaching even softball at the time, doing lessons, um, but coaching a travel baseball team, which then led to, uh, like, my first job collegiately, which was that uh, Muhlenberg coaching baseball. Okay, so giving lessons and, all, and kind of coaching travel ball led you down an avenue to then get your first gig in in college athletics so what was it like at Muhlenberg assisting in a program over there yeah it was a good experience it's uh you know no matter where you work you're always you know you're getting to work with some different coaches that have different beliefs and handle things a little differently so I think when I first started there I, I compared a lot of it to uh, my time at Moravian with uh, with coach Anglehart you know and the lessons 
that he taught and the things that you learned. So you're always kind of acquiring those that information. And then I think in the back of your head, always saying like, you know, I probably would have handled it this way or I would have done it this way. So, you know, I think my first couple years, it was just getting experience, working with somebody different, and then uh, trying to acquire as much information as you can to help you out later on in, in when you get different jobs. So. What can you do with business phone from Penteladata? Make a conference call from the coffee shop. Or connect from the back nine. With unlimited phone services, 24-hour support, and mobile synergy, our cloud-based technology makes it easy to do business from anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. No more being stuck in the office. Which is great for everyone, I think. Add cloud-based business phone service from Penteladata. Historic Hotel Bethlehem is perfect for any stay. The finely appointed rooms and suites are complemented by excellent dining choices featuring Chef Michael Adams, the tap room for drinks and casual fare, or an upscale dining experience with a view at 1741 on the terrace. For business meetings, visit our Executive Conference Center, stop by our women's boutique for a selection of fashion and jewelry, or grab a cone at our Hotel B ice cream parlor. Historic Hotel Bethlehem is where our history will make the memory of your stay last a lifetime. Are you looking to get your hands on Moravian University Greyhounds gear? Head over to moraviansports.com and click the link Sideline Store under the tab Fan Zone to find our Moravian Apparel Store. Each month, there is a promotion that offers a discount to all things Greyhounds from hats, hoodies, shirts, and more. Head to the Moravian Athletic Sideline Store today, powered by BSN Sports. You weren't just an assistant baseball coach at Muhlenberg, though. Did you, didn't you take on another role as well? Yes, matched with uh, coaching baseball. I worked in the equipment room, um, so worked primarily with the football team over there. But that was my first time kind of working in an equipment room setting. Still had like a strong passion and a, and a love for football. So that was able to kind of fulfill that for me with traveling with that football team. And then also the same thing with that, um, you know, any, any job, any uh, coach that I was able to interact with from an equipment standpoint um, also teaches you things along the way. So I was able to see, you know, halftime speeches from uh, Coach Donnelly when he was there coaching the mules. So listening to how he interacted with players at halftime or post game. Um, and those were things that I that I really tried to um, experience when I was doing some of the equipment stuff. So how long was your tenure over at Muhlenberg? I spent, jeez, uh, I think it was three or four baseball seasons. So I um, I worked for Corey Golf for two years, mm. I believe, two or three, and then uh, we went through a coaching change when Corey became the AD at Muhlenberg. So at that time, I I applied for the head baseball job at Muhlenberg, which was great experience at the time, um, and at the time probably wasn't quite ready to to be a head coach. So I was 24, 25 years old. Um, but the experience of applying for that job and going through the process, another lesson that you learn and, and helps you out along the way. So what was the next step after Muhlenberg? Because you, you got a taste of being an assistant baseball coach and experience in the equipment room. What was the next step for you? That's, that's what kind of led me back to Moravian at the time. There was a uh, full-time equipment room position open. Um, so I applied for that at the time, put in coaching on the back burner, I guess you could say. And I really focused on the equipment room position, being an equipment manager and doing that, you know, the best that I could do uh, for those first couple years 
which then led to the opportunity of being able to uh, to help either baseball or softball. Okay. Um, my second year at Moravian, and I chose to uh, help with softball, and uh, it was a looking back, it was a pretty good decision. So, can you tell me and and the listeners and viewers what really goes into being an equipment manager? Because there's a lot of tedious details that have to be taken care of that maybe uh, people don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So can you tell tell us a little bit about like what a daily task would be in the equipment room? Being an equipment manager, it's all behind the scenes stuff. And you're trying to uh, do everything to try to take that load off the head coach to a certain extent so that they didn't have to worry about uh, making sure players had the right practice gear or the right equipment so that they could focus on coaching the team and what they wanted to get accomplished that day at practice. So, you know, I took it very seriously, the point of making sure that they didn't have to deal with those things and uh, being able to think ahead and kind of see some of those problems before they before they start was a, is a big part of that. But just really, you know, being organized, making sure the athletes have everything that they need. Um, not only taking something off the coach's plate, but also the athletes. So they're not worried about doing their laundry or, uh, or anything. You know, they're showing mm-hmm. up each day for practice and all their practice gear is ready to go. Um, and they just have to worry about playing their sport out on the field. Being able to be the head equipment manager, you've obviously been able to experience a lot of different programs, student athletes. What, what has been your favorite part of being an equipment manager? Because there's so many things you're a part of and see behind the scenes as well, but you're also a part of the product that goes out on the field. Yeah, I think the best, uh, you know, the best experience is just being able to, to create those relationships with all the athletes, being involved in those certain situations, watching them grow not only as an athlete, but then also off the field. And uh, you see them change throughout those four years. Mm-hmm. You see big changes in each and every athlete where things kind of, you know, what's important to them may change. But um, but you see each and every kid grow, and that's probably the best experience being an equipment manager is just having those interactions and those relationships with all different athletes and then watching them grow over the years. So you're able to, you mentioned, add assistant coach to your title here at Moravian just after a year, um, and you chose to work with head coach John Byrne, who's also a Moravian grad. Uh, what was that experience like stepping into a role of, of an assistant coach for softball? What made it real appealing was that, you know, JB, looking back on on his career, it was very similar to mine. Um, so we're both Moravian grads. We both kind of started through the baseball world and then later got involved in, in softball. So at the time, you know, it was uh, a big decision for me, and I knew him involving me, how important that was, not only to kind of where I wanted to end up being, but thinking, uh, you know, the experience that he's going to be able to provide me is going to is going to be really beneficial for me. Fast forward some years, you have experience assisting a program and learning under John Byrne and and the success that his programs have had during his tenure. And you finally, this past spring, are able to go on a spring break trip uh, again, which uh, which was a really nice trip. I was fortunate enough to go on it. What was that like to finally get back into like a normal or somewhat normal season and having a spring break trip? Yeah, it was good to get back to um, to a normal season after the last two seasons being interrupted with COVID. Even with last year, we didn't play as many games as we as we hoped for. Um, so I think we finished the regular season with 32. But to be able to start back down in Florida and to, and to get off on the start that we did, it was uh, it was special and it was a good good start to the season. 
So you, you make the trip down there, and history happens once again for, for Coach Byrne, reaching 900 career victories with a win over nationally ranked uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering. Uh, what was that like to be a part of that? I'm even getting goosebumps thinking about that moment, that final out that was recorded, what it meant to him, what it meant to you and the program. It was an, definitely an important game, and uh, I think everyone felt the importance of it after starting 5-0 and and that being our sixth game and understanding um, that he was one win away. So everyone felt the moment. Um, it was great to be a part of it. It was great to, once we got that final out, to, uh, to look at him and give him a big hug and congratulate him on, uh, on what he's been able to accomplish. So just being a part of it was, uh, was a great moment for me, and being able to, to experience that with him was, was special. Absolutely. You make your way throughout the season, which leads to another Landmark Conference tournament appearance and end up at Scranton instead of Susquehanna, weather playing a factor throughout the entire season, but falling short in the championship game. What was that like for the team, knowing that you had a very youthful team this past year with a couple core returners? So what was that like kind of coming to an end after having such a quality, great season as usual? Definitely didn't end the way we were all hoping. There's only one team that kind of ends their season with a win. But, you know, our first goal is always going to be to win uh, the Landmark Conference Championship. Um, and we, you know, we weren't able to do that this past year. With that being said, we had a lot of very, very good things that took place on the field. Um, we had a lot of freshmen step up and play big, important roles for us. Um, so the team was a good mix of, of young freshmen getting the opportunity to play and then also having two fifth-year players in Brooke and Bieber that have played pretty much every game since they stepped foot on campus mm -hmm. to uh, help lead us. But the experience that those young kids were able to get this past year hopefully leads to, uh, to more successes for them for the next three years and more successes for the program. Speaking of success for the program, coming away with a Division three title in fielding percentage, let, leading the, the nation in fielding percentage. What does that mean to to the coaching staff, but also the program knowing how successful this team was throughout the entirety of the season? If uh, I think if, you know, if there was one award that I, that I personally would like to receive, it would be, uh, you know, leading the nation in fielding percentage, which we were able to do. And, uh, you know, that just tells you that first off, you have, you probably have pretty good players. Uh, and secondly, that, you know, we're teaching them the right things so that, you know, they're making smart and the right decision with the ball and you're not making mistakes. So it's important to that only, you know, it tells you that we played good softball, but also that we're making smart and the right decisions uh, defensively. More accolades for, for the program, getting rookie of the year and other landmark conference uh, feats, as well as some regional awards. So all things combined with the success of youth and veteran players in this program, how important was it to have the youth kind of get as much experience as they have, but also learn from the mentors of the upperclassmen? Hopefully it ends up being a, you know, a very good thing, especially for those freshmen that got the, the opportunities to play early on this year. You know, Brooke and Bieber did a good job of mentoring them and showing them you know, what Moravian softball is all about. And you hope that, you know, the lessons that they taught them are, are going to follow along for the next handful of years. Their leadership and the impact that they had on the freshmen is going to be huge for us moving forward. The season concludes and Coach Byrne announces his retirement from Moravian 
after being the head coach for 29 seasons, over 900 career victories, what was it like kind of being a part of this final ride, knowing that it was coming to an end? Uh, not sure everyone really knew that it, this was going to be it. You know, we had a lot of conversations about it, and I was, you know, I had a pretty good idea that this was going to be it. So you, I think looking back, you just tried to uh, you tried to enjoy the experience a little bit more, knowing that that was probably going to be it, and then not knowing what was going to happen after that. So mm -hmm. I think just trying to enjoy everything a little bit more, knowing that this was probably going to be the last time. So, So he finishes his career and you are named the next head coach of the Moravian University softball program. Has that sunk in yet? That Has it finally hit you as we're getting set to have student-athletes and, and school starting? Somewhat. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll like uh, ultimately set in when we're out there practicing on the field, mm -hmm. you know, or when we're playing our first games. Like, you know, there's first for everything. So the first week of classes, we'll have our first team meeting as me being the head coach, and then... There'll be a lot of firsts throughout the year, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to all those, and uh, uh, and hopefully it goes goes well. We move forward now as you're about to take the reins of the program. Talk a little bit about the newcomers coming into the program, but also key returners that we've alluded to a little bit already. We have a large freshman class, so there's 12 freshmen coming in. So we'll have 24 on the roster. We have a lot of a lot of kids that's uh, played a lot for us this past year. Uh, and we'll have some spots that, uh, you know, there'll be good competition. I think at every spot there's going to be good competition. We have a little bit more on the roster than we've had in the last couple of years. So, uh, you know, you could do a little bit more things during practice. Uh, you hope that there's a little bit more competition at some spots to, to push some people here and there. But I'm excited about the numbers that we have. I'm excited about the group of freshmen that we have coming in. Um, and then definitely excited to see how uh, some of the returners step up. Whether they've played or haven't played, you know, it's a new year and a new opportunity for everybody to, uh, to earn their chance in playing. So looking forward to all those things. Josh, thank you so much for taking time to sit down and talk with me and kind of reflect on your career, but also what we have to look forward to as your first year as the head softball coach. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks, Josh. I had a great time talking with Josh Baltz, the new head coach for the Moravian softball squad. We had the opportunity to reflect on his past as a student athlete, his experience as the head equipment manager, and Josh beginning his tenure as the head softball coach at his alma mater. Be sure to follow the softball program on social media at MoravianSB on Twitter and Moravian Softball on Facebook and Instagram. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and follow Moravian University Athletics as well. That's all I have for you on this episode of the Hound Huddle Podcast. Until next time, I am LJ Smith, signing off.